Motown Rundown. Today is Thursday, September 1st. Yes, I know. It's been a while since we've recorded. Some would say it's been close to a month. We understand. I'm not happy about it. Trent's not happy about it. Colin's also not happy about it. I'm pretty but happy. Back here. Huh? You're happy about it? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Colin's is squeezing us it. out. He's squeezing us out. Yeah, seven. Yeah. He needs like, to cut us out guys... so he can focus on Paul Bunyan's army. We're getting yeah, You know yet. what? I do have a bone to pick, and we will we will plug, we what will do plug you mean the Ryan have a bone to pick? Because because and I and granted, I get it because that's the podcast that you started, and you guys admittedly have a good logo, and it's backed by like a reputable source now. But Ryan Collins loves pumping up Paul Bunyan's army. We can barely get I him to retweet. I we can just, barely get him to retweet the Motown run. I retweet it every time. Get out of here. Yeah, but that's it. That's all you do now is just the read. There's no commentary. There's to be there's fair. No I, I, the, the difference is I usually am posting the episode. Yeah. So I do I that. Know. I, I get it. And yeah. the difference is I'm usually at work when Motown drops and it's, it's like ends up being like two and a half hours later. And it's like Trent posted <laughs> on his Instagram. And I feel like an idiot if I do something. No, I I get oh, it. You're but... fine. I don't care about this. I don't know where Rabs is going. No, no, no. Rabs it's is like, you know what? It's me or her. <laughs> no, I we can me or we can him, have our cake. Me. We can have our cake and eat it too. But I, you know, there there is that element, Trent, that as time has gone on, you know, Collins is like it's kind of one of those relationships of like you're being distant. Like I, like you don't, what are you, you don't rub, about? you don't rub my back when we watch movies anymore. Like why don't you know? You don't ask if I want if I'm thirsty when you get up from the couch. Like what's happening? So not that there's. I don't mean to start the motel rundown group chat. By the way, is one of the, like I would love to go through some of the text messages because it goes at like we'll either text all night and then we won't text for like two weeks and then out of left field it'll be like Trent. <laughs> it'll be like Trent. He's like, I don't like the defense that Victor Reyes is playing tonight. It's like the most random thing in the world. I'm like, what TV? Yeah, yeah. I the only the best, the best, the the perfect, perfect example of that was on Thursday, on Thursday, August 25th, we were texting about um it, who was coming to the MSU home opener and all that stuff. And then on Sunday of that week, so a couple of days later, Trent just goes, Austin Bryant respect but it was the re2pect yeah and like that was it and like that was all that was said and then i was just talking about how i'm actively rooting for us to come back in a preseason game and then trent said our backup qbs are laughably bad we're gonna talk about the lions later i didn't watch one preseason game this year i watched watched bits and pieces i watched them all however i i will say i just watch hard now so to explain the awesome Bryant thing in two seconds, he's wearing the number two and he blocked a field goal. So that I, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So that I, yeah. I, said, I, 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 I put Ritu Pet in everything I say for. Respect. I know. I don't. Collins, that was for you because I know you're a, you're like an RE2 Pet guy. Like that's it is thing. legit one of the most popular. That and Stay Mellow with the seven instead <laughs> of the L are two of my favorite things in the entire world. Dude, when the, I saw that Donovan Mitchell got traded to the Cavs, I immediately went on Twitter, and everyone is like mellow to the Knicks. Like, by the way, we're just, going home. We're not talking about the Pistons. Their division is going to be loaded yep. for like five years. Yep. Especially Without, because the Pacers got Benny Mathrin. So we're not even that. The Pacers are going to be awful this year. But if they get like Wimbenyama, like what? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I thought about that too, Collins. My instant thought, like reaction, was, "Oh my god!" Like the Cavs might actually beat the Bucks. Like they might be better than the Bucks. I don't know. We'll see. 
Oh, Giannis is sick. Okay. Yeah, I love Giannis. I love him. Trent, by the way, I Ravs, I like this stringer tank you got going. Thank you. I've been wearing this for three days straight in my own home. In my what is that? Room. What does it say? It's Coach Schluter's Coach Schluter's basketball camp. No free ads, but Coach Schluter deserves an deserves well, an ad. One. Good. Was it a good basketball camp? It was. It it was. I got better. I think more so the best I thing got that this better. camp. <laughs> the, the, the best thing this camp did did for me was completely changed my mindset of the way that the game should be played. And I was just a defensive weapon after this camp. And we used to do this thing where we used to like, you would chop your feet and then he would scream charge and you would just have to fall on the ground as hard as you can. And then you would get up and slap the floor and have to scream defense. We love it. And like, that's how we started each day at camp. So that's if anything, it was an ego check and a mindset change. I'm going to start doing that every day to start my day now. That sounds incredible. Dude, I'm telling you, there is nothing better than slapping the floor, like playing playing pickup basketball and screaming defense. It's, Rams, it's I will say, I mean, we, we always do this. We're like off the rails for the first 10 minutes. Yeah. I will say the one time we played pickup together, the one time you had an unbelievable left, left-handed runner. That was oh, like, well, that's all I have. I mean, I can't like use my shot. right hand. Rav shows up with a headband, a shooting sleeve, <laughs> shoes, shoes from ninth grade basketball. I'm like, dude, what are you wearing? My hyper dunks. Yeah. So that's the thing. My, that's just kind of how my game is, is the first time I get the ball in my hands, it's two hard dribbles with the right crossover left. And then you just take it to the hole. And then it's just about trying to beat people off the dribble with the left hand. Cause I can't, I really cannot use my right hand to dribble, which is kind of where, the wheels fell off on the basketball career, but that was fun. We should have done that more often. That's, I know. You know. That was a good time. I played pickup a lot at, at East. I saw yeah, Trent I, there. I saw right. I saw uh, I saw Trent with a <laughs> Trent goes, yeah, I'm a Brandon Dawson except smaller. I was like, what does that <laughs> you, even mean? You, you asked me what my comp was. You were kidding, obviously, that I was like Brandon yeah. Dawson. Mine was Langston Galloway. So (laughs) I always liked J.R. Smith for you, but Langston Galloway is the same train of thought. So it's funny. That's funny. Defensive Um, liability. We'll put up some jumpers. We'll see what happens. Collins, you're a hustler too. Don't lie. Come on. Collins can shoot. Yeah, it depends. Collins will get on the floor. He'll get dirty. Um, let's let's throw the ball around a bit before we get going. But uh Trent, the, the Nashville moves coming up. You guys are moving miles down tomorrow. Uh, yes, either tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, we got a, we got a U-Haul for the whole weekend, so we're uh, just kind of playing it by ear. Yep, Nashville is on the horizon, that's for sure. Buster's beat OSU today. I love, I love <laughs> diehard Central. Yeah. Like They're like my favorite people in the world. What's the score of that game? They got housed. Oh, really? Yeah. Did they cover Oklahoma State? I think they're going to. Mm. I, I haven't checked in. Like, I had no action on it. My over just hit in the Pittsburgh. Uh, we should start doing a gambling segment on here. Since we're all 21, we can be men about this. Yeah. No, that'd be fun. Well, we, we do the picks. Yeah, we, we do the picks. I mean, after, that's our after the picks, the picks. Here's we the thing. We do like a best bet. Oh, yeah. Mortal lock of the week. Yes. Yeah, just like a best bet. We should do that. Um, <laughs> what are the stipulations on that, though? Because I'll go LeBron over points, rebounds, assists on Wednesday night. And well, be- that's fine. I mean, <laughs> we are we are moving into – I mean, this is the best time of the year. This is – we're in fall. Week zero was last week with – I was one and two in my bets last week, not that anyone cares. And then I this over just hit in the Pittsburgh game. So I'm I'm floating again, which is good. But, I mean, we Rams have – This is red hot. Dude, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, what. I, 
I'll tell you what, I have won a lot of money on Serena Williams. But dude, I actually watched her the other night. Watching that. I watched her the other night. I also sit down and watch those kind of things. I'm gonna coin a new phrase. Like, for example, when the Packers lost last year to the 49ers, I was tipsy tweeting all over the place. I'm that's my thing. It's a tipsy tweet. It's not a drunk tweet, because if it was a drunk tweet, I wouldn't be able to spell. It's a tipsy tweet. And I, I was I was tipsy tweeting about Serena, and it was fantastic. And then I read it back in the morning, and I was like, what I said was kind of cringy, but it got nine likes. So I, I'm like, yeah, well, you take it. Take it when you anything can get. I get these days. Yeah, that was fun to watch. Oh, Rab, um, your Twitter game is solid. You just don't apply yourself. Well, I over time, I've started – there was the one time where the Tigers – I forgot what happened in that one game, and I just kind of lost my mind, and I I just went for it. But I, when I tweet – Probably had something it, to do with Chip Hale. Uh, oh, who knows where he is. Still <laughs> to say the wildest moments on this podcast. <laughs> Rams uh, called it, for his job and his life. Right? I'm yeah, close to doing bizarre. that with, with Scott Coolbot. It's like an He's... April game. It was an <laughs> April game. It, yeah, it was. It was extremely early in the season, but I just thought it was. He did was send Miggy home. He did send Miggy home, which yeah, is Yeah, and something offense. Willie Castro, I think, too, but I digress. Um, What else? What other bases do we have to cover that we're sharing? Fun news. We moved my brother into Michigan State last week. That was exciting. He Where's actually he tried out. He's living in Armstrong Hall out in Brody. Okay. And it's just Smart. it's amazing because I lived in East Holmes. And granted, all the dorm rooms are essentially the same size. But just like the vibe when you walk into Brody versus where I lived. And like Way I know like, it's just it's just better. It's more comfortable. And he's got Brody calf there, which is automatic. Um, Ten, at least. I was very jealous. Obviously, my mom was extremely upset when we were moving him in because he's now flown the coop. But I was just like, dude, if I could start back over here today, like I would do it in a heartbeat. So have a blast. He did try out for uh, Michigan State baseball today as a bullpen catcher. So we're waiting to hear back on if they're going to if they're going to add him to the list. But um, so he did that. But it would be kind of a sick job. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you, you know, you, you get, get the gear. I don't know if you get. Uh, you might get paid because I, if you, he was told that if he gets the position, he forfeits his eligibility to play at Michigan State. So I'm assuming he gets some he points, like not paid. not much, like just a little bit, and he you know he gets the whatever you dress and you warm the pitchers up and you can travel with the team if you want, probably on his own dime. So hopefully he get. I mean he he was a oh way I bet they pay for pay for everything. You think so? Yeah. He was an outstanding catcher. I mean, he's been, he's, I wish he would have gone somewhere to play baseball because he could have, but I mean, it's a shame that they didn't have an opportunity for him to walk on, but, but I digress. He's, he's up there. So I'm going to see him tomorrow going up for the game. I do want to talk a little bit of Michigan state football before we get going. But other than that, I don't think I have any other, I don't know what's going on. Collins. What's, what's the good word. We haven't talked in several weeks, just Um, in the workforce. In the workforce, I talked about my brother got married. Yep, your brother. That's right. We, I don't think we did the wedding happen already. Yeah, we talked about the bachelor the, Have you ever been to the Gem Rabs? Nope. Really cool place, but yeah, it was fun. It's fun to be in Detroit for the wedding and stuff. So yeah, it's a good time. Collins, your Snapchat that, stories of you with your nephew are hilarious. No. They get a job. <laughs> yeah, get a job. <laughs> oh, what of us, Shay? Yeah. Yeah, Shay needs to get a job. For the listeners, this this child is like he's an, it's old. like a fresh baby. 
five uh four months old i believe yeah this is an infant that collins is holding and well he's the reason why society is the way it is right now everyone's taking out handouts and (laughs) no one's going back to work so but um yeah everything i i mean i'm just chilling i i i am so pumped for michigan state football yeah let's 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 throw the ball around on that now the jersey reveal today the jersey by the way i didn't like the jersey reveal yeah i didn't think it was you know you know why i I loved it it. i loved it have you guys seen the appalachian 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 state one where the guy comes out of the river and they're wearing all black like that the water thing has been done before i do think the the spear and the shield was cool i didn't think it was necessarily an overwhelmingly like awesome video i will also go on record saying like it was hard for me to have a juice for that because they've worn those uniforms before like i've seen also, the white helmet with the white pants and green jersey i i am like such an old man in this and this has probably has to do with the fact i've been so i'm just like michigan state like football guy um i hate that they don't wear the green helmets more it like bothers me like well, just they just haven't in mouse in mouse era because with d'antoni they no, to- they, I, I know they switch jerseys every game but like I would like at least three home games where you wear your regular jerseys because I think they're right. Their standard jerseys are f- fucking sick. I love them. I I don't disagree. But I I don't know. I like these ones too. I like Michigan State has good football jerseys. They always have. Well, look, I just like the it, it's the deep water thing. That's what I like. It's yep, the, into the deep end. Yeah, and the 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 spear and the shield. It was just sick. It was it was it was very very sick. That's all I gotta say. Okay, what's the problem? I mean, what about I, the team? Let's talk to the team. The team I the bet team. the over. I have a future on them to win the bid ten. Me too. Uh, and the over on the win total. Thank you. Easy, dude. I don't Please. get the win total thing. Like they're putting too many. Eggs. Their schedule is really hard. Well, yeah. If you look at it, it's like really tough. But they do get Wisconsin at home. They get Ohio State at home. Like it's. We I don't might know, lose. Man. I I the, the game that scares me is Penn State to end the season. Like I think I think you could have everything like perfect at that point, like wrapped up, not wrapped up, but you know what I mean. Like you have the successful year, maybe one loss at that point, and then they just go to Penn State and it's like a snowstorm and they lose. Although I have no fear about Penn State. Even I State. I think this is the year they probably I the Michigan games would be a tough game this year for them. And so was, I mean Ohio State's like the best team in the country. So I don't know. We'll see. Who would you rather beat this year? Be honest. Like, Michigan. I know that. I know that oh, sounds. Don't, I, don't, even, don't even ask me that. Question. No, I know. I know always that sounds Michigan. like a dumb question. But if you beat, it Ohio is a State, dumb question. If you beat Ohio State and your one loss is Michigan, you're gonna make the playoff. I don't give a shit. I want. I want <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would rather not make the playoff and just. I mean, that's the most like. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Are you it. saying what? I change that. We make the playoff, but we lose a Michigan. Yeah, like they did last yeah, year. Yeah, that's fine. If you, if you have one loss, would you rather lose to Michigan yeah, or I guess I'll take, I, I'll take it would back bug me. I'm going to be honest. It would bug me. It would bother me a lot. Yes. <sighs> I just I just think that's interesting. My thing, my one thing that I wanted to mention was I think the win loss total or the win total, whatever, is so low because they're putting all these eggs in the K-9 basket. And I get it because he's incredible. And I actually think he has got a good chance to win rookie of the year in the NFL. Keep an eye on that. But like <laughs> – Broussard and Berger are going to be just fine. Like they're going to be good, and they still have Elijah Collins back there, who's probably like chomping and at the bit after Simmons. two years. Yeah, and and like I just don't by committee can they do what Kenneth Walker did? Probably not exactly, but like it's not. It I guess what I'm saying is like it's not like it's going to be this huge cliff they're going to fall off, and it was some magical year like Christian McCaffrey at Stanford. You know what I mean? Like 
this program has brought in some great players. It's not that. It's just they're going to be way better on defense this year. That's the thing. The secondary was literally the worst in the country last year, so it can't. It, it, it can only go their, up. Their front seven is is pretty like good. Yes. So I just think to to, to give the number to the people seven and a half is too low. I just think after the year you just yeah, honest, yeah, so they'll, if you look yeah. at their schedule, Trent, there's a ton of games where they could lose. Oh, I, I know. I believe you. So I, their roster is like, I like the team, but I also don't know where they win certain games. So I get why it's at seven and a half if you're like a national guy. I think they're winning nine games this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll put I, I've got them at like 10, but we'll see. We'll see. I think the only loss is to Ohio State. That's wow. it. And I say that up. with like incredible confidence. Well, I think they're beating. I them. hope I'm, I'm with you there, Rabs. I, I definitely think they beat Michigan. Nothing about Michigan scares me ever. So, yeah, I Michigan's offense is really good this year, but we'll see. I am. I'm just excited to be back in East Lansing tomorrow, and I don't really. It's different now because like Trent's gone. So number one, I got to find a spot to park. That was you know, I was. It's always great seeing Trent, but. Him having his house on Gunson where I could park my car in the driveway was <laughs> the, the greatest gift I could have ever received. But so that's gone now. So I got to figure out where to park. And then after that, we're just kind of running downhill. I'll, you know, make my stop at the Collins tailgate and we'll we'll move on. You know, you gonna blow a kiss to, you blow a kiss to 605 Charles or do you, is that yeah, part I'll, of the routine? I have to take it. I have to take a hot lap. Uh, my outfit. Uh, here's the thing. So I went to dude, it was I funny. am so mad. Strip to stadium. I get white every yeah, time. Yeah, I have no white, dude. I have no white. So what I did was I went to Rally House yesterday. We have a local one near me. And I walked in there. And every Rally time I go into House. that store, yeah. Every time Over I go into that Valley store, employee. I'm the only person in, in there except for um, the people that work there. And so I go in there. And then, like, literally 10 minutes into me being there, there's, like, 10 other people that come or walking in the Michigan State section. And everyone just starts chatting, like, oh, I got – I'm in the white section. I'm in the green. And I have no white. All my stuff is green. And so I go in there, and I'm looking at the weather. It's supposed to be, like, 89 degrees is the high. So I'm like, God, I sweat. I got to keep it light. So Did first I picked up polo? A- well, I didn't like any of the white <laughs> polos they had. I have all I have green, two green Michigan State polos and a gray Michigan State polo. I didn't like the white ones they had. That's what I need to start going with. I think I need to start going with just polos and some nice golf shorts. And when it gets cold, I wear the long Lulu pants. I think that's what I do. Well, but I bought yeah, a t- I-, I bought a T-shirt and then I come home and I'm like, oh, my God, I have this Cassius Winston white jersey that I'll probably just wear with my sun hat. Cause it's like, cause you got to plan the outfits out. Cause you're, you're, you know, season ticket holder. Now you're around the same people all the time. So you can't Bonnie, be, I can't, outfits. I literally texted our whole thing, our whole thing. So we're in section 1738 Remy boys. Um, Dude, we're in, se- I'm in section 17. Are you actually, we're in section 17 corner of the end zone. Roll what? like 44. No shit. 44 and 40. Actually, let me hang on. Keep I'll playing. confirm with you right now. Yeah, dude. We're yeah, in- we're in 38. But what's going I I was telling uh Gers because I was like, I was telling Will that I can't wait to make friends with the people around us. Oh, yeah. We got the guy. Oh, behind you're me from Midland? Oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> yeah, like, Collins, we're wait. section section 17, row 46 and 45. So you're eight rows behind us. I'm right there. That's Colin, that's perfect distance for me to sprint down to you after they beat OSU. And a game-winning field goal. I'll in the be snow. on the field. With that <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I love it. That's awesome. 
Section 17. See you there. Lifetime. What we should do is next season, I could I should try to move down, relocate. Is stripe the stadium tomorrow? As in yeah. when people listen. Okay, so Rabs, I don't have to I can wear whatever I want to Akron. Yeah, unless they okay. do some gimmick. Like they might make they no, might make they're you not wear doing neon. a gimmick for that. They might make you wear neon for the Akron game. Who knows? You gotta so come make it. wear neon for the Akron game. There's no other game they are allowed to wear that. If they wear that for like an Ohio State game, I might not go. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Mich- I got I got juice for Michigan State football. I know that everyone that listens to this is a Michigan State football fan, so we can keep the train moving. We uh, we're gonna start with some Tigers. We're gonna do Lions at the end. I know Hard Knocks is obviously a big topic for everyone. The roster's down to 53. We will sandwich some wings in between. No Pistons today. There's really not much news. So to start with Tigers, um, I immediately after the news broke that Alavilla was fired. I mean, it was just a glorious day. Like God is good. Um, my dad risen. literally fist bumped. <laughs> I haven't done that with my dad in like ten years. Yeah, it was it was it was great, and I hate to say that about another human being in their job, um, but it was a great day. And I know we are several weeks, probably close to a month, behind the news, so we won't spend too much time on it. I think we're all in agreement here. As if anyone has listened to this podcast over the last, I would even say, gosh, I mean, two to three years, maybe since its inception, of just you know it, it was it was time like this was this was supposed to be the payoff and it's you've gone backwards and so i don't think that anyone is sitting here on this podcast with too much to say about the alavila firing is just like thank god it, it's nice to see that we you know it, i say we but the tigers organization has recognized that this thing is not going in the right direction and it was time to make a change, and they did. So as far as who the prospects are to take over at the helm, I have no idea. If people want to play the Theo Epstein game and just roll out the – No, th- there's no chance. It's not going to happen. I, mean, I think he makes close to like $10 million with the MLB or something stupid. Yeah. So I, I yeah, love it. Dream scenario. I don't mean to be negative. Yeah, I, I rarely just, am, but like there's I'm no just way. not going to – I'm not going to sit here and without doing any research of what's even out there and who's even good in the front office and of different baseball teams to give you a name. I just think the most important thing is the change was made. And, you know, it always, when, when teams aren't doing well and it seems like there's, and changes aren't being made and you're just kind of complacent and treading water, the ownership innately takes the brunt of a lot of that. And I truly didn't listen to the entire press conference when Chris Illich essentially made the announcement that it was terrible. Alavila was, so was gone. And, and I heard, I heard that, but look, the bottom line for me is that a move was made and it was the right move. And so like, to me, I don't necessarily look at Chris Illich of like, Oh, that they should get rid of the team. He doesn't care. Blah, blah, blah. Like Perhaps, he didn't know what year they extended Avila. It was bad. Well, I, I get it, Trump, but the, the, they made the move. You know what I mean? Because yes. there, was a, there was a lot Rav of people out there. Chill. He, he signs his paychecks. <laughs> I don't trust anything this guy says. Yeah. I don't care to comment too much more on, <laughs> on, on his business, but look, the move was made. It was a good move. I don't have much else to say. I mean, if you guys want to add opinions about it, go ahead. But I think the the bigger the bigger picture here is just I don't know what the team has looked like since and who you like, who you don't like. And I guess, you know, it, it's really almost like the swan song of this team because the Lions have so much buzz now. The wings and pistons are right around the corner. Like the the Tigers have become the redheaded stepchild of Detroit, which is sad because as you know, Collins always says it's a baseball town, which I do agree that 
this this city loves its baseball team, but it really almost feels like you're going to have to completely start over. And just there's a lot of elements to that that I think validate what I just said. But I don't know. I'll let you guys jump in if you want to touch on Avila. If we have any, I mean, you know, we we like we haven't talked about things like Kerry Carpenter comes up, Torkelson just came back up, Ryan Kreidler set to make his MLB debut. Did he play today? No. So no, couldn't tell. Daniel Norris is back. The biggest news of them all. The prodigal son has returned. Daniel Norris is a tiger once again, and all is right with the world. So like that's the that's the that's the best the best news we could have gotten out of this season. I don't know. I'll turn it over. What do you? What's it called? Um, the whole thing with Avila. I mean, I I'm shocked. First of all, I sort of get the timing. I I guess the timing was like. I, I don't know. I don't know why they just didn't fire him before the deadline. But I agree. guess they probably totally agree. He didn't do anything during the deadline. To be fair, though, so it's not like anything was going to change in that aspect. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to see who they go after. I'm hoping it's someone younger, uh, because I don't think you're gonna. I I, I don't want some established old fart who's just like a retread unless it's Theo Epstein. And the only way you're getting Theo Epstein is if you give him a percentage of your organization, which I would be fine with. I just know that Illogist would never do that. And I probably wouldn't do that if I was the owner either. So I'm just saying. Um, But yeah, it's exciting. Tigers are unwatchable these days. Absolutely unwatchable. Um, Riley Green has been like, last month he's kind of showed you what he could be. Um, I like what I've seen out of him. Uh, I mean, we'll see what Torque and Cry they're doing in September, but like Baez has been so bad defensively recently. Like, oh, I, yeah, it's he's every time he, I, he's checked out. I mean, Matt, Matt Manning has looked good until yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Matt Manning's had, he had like three good outings in a row until yesterday. So, yeah. I other than that, I, I mean, it the VL thing happened so long ago, and yeah. there hasn't really been a lot of buzz about who they're going to bring in. So I, I the thing about it with the process of the MLB, I'm assuming they got to do it pretty quickly. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm not sure either, Collins, on that. But I think it'll be like within two weeks of the end of the season. Like like it might be during the postseason. I don't know. I'm, I'm also the whole. I think another thing that's important is that it's very clear that Hinch is staying around. Yes, he doesn't have that magical opt out. People thought. Yeah. It, it. No, but he's. Uh, He's gonna like they basically said he's. I mean, he's basically the acting GM right now. Yeah, he's right? gonna help. Yes, he's choosing what the roster is, who's up, who's down, and he's gonna help with the search. I think they had it has Great. to be my only. Yeah, Rabs, Rabs wants the AJ Hinch of GMs. Let me get a guy that can play all three outfield positions, can catch, can hit, and we're gonna play him <laughs> at first base twice a week. Probably. Listen. My I only request, my only request is that it's an outside hire. And that doesn't seem, I know that's not like a flashy hot take or anything. It's just like, like you said, Rabs, when you have a seven year regime that doesn't do Eck. And I'll never forget. I mean, like in 2018, when I first came on this podcast, one of the like talking points we did with the Tigers was we were wrapping up their season. And Rabs, I remember you asked me the question Is there anyone on the roster that you think is worth sticking around? And I said, Nico Goodrum, that was my answer. The guy hit like 250 that year. It was like, it was like his first year on the scene. That's how bad this regime's been. That's how long it's been. And 
you know, people say I feel bad for him. I, 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 I gotta be honest. I don't. And the only reason is I don't get seven years of, you know, leeway in my job. So why should I, it's just, he did nothing good, man. Nothing. You can't point to one good thing he did. I understand if you want to maybe like throw in, Oh, he drafted Torque. He drafted Riley Green. We'll see how these guys are and everything. I understand that part of it. But to be honest, like drafting in the MLB is kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's the one thing. And the other thing is like this guy was horrendous in terms of scouting talent in the league and like trying to trade four prospects. And and the one guy that you could maybe say worked out was Jamer Candelario. He's having a terrible year. So I guess I'm just I, – I, I just – I am not sad to see him go, to say the least. Obviously, none of us are, and I hope it's an outside hire. Those are my only thoughts. And like Colin said, the Tigers are, like, extremely unwatchable at this point. I think they lost 7-0 today. It's just sad. Uh, I'll probably – I'll watch a few more games this year, but, yeah, I mean – It's it's like background noise. I'll watch it, but I'm not intent. I'll put them on, but, like, you know, with the U.S. Open on right now and and, and football coming up, it's like I I just don't – it's it's not – it's like third on the depth chart right now. just is. It's the fact of the matter. That's all I got. Collins, anything else to add? No. I'm so sick of the tie. They made me so – No. No. Are you sick of that? I'm sick of talking about the Tigers. They suck. I love Colin. No. Yeah, they they're bad. Yeah, we don't. I don't think we have to touch on it much more. I I do think that we are due for a for one hell of a tiger season wrap up. But for the time being, I think that we can vow as a podcast, unless something ridiculous happens for the rest of the season, we are we are on to Cincinnati. We're focused on football. And I solemnly swear. Sports. I solemnly swear. <laughs> do not. Yes. Up Take your oath. Detroit Tigers. Until yes. X amount of dates away. Fading the, fading the Tigers. Awesome. Um, okay, so next on the slate, uh, real quick before we do Lions stuff, which I know is, I think, what a lot of people are um, really excited about here, especially us here on the podcast. Um, some quick Red Wings news. Their preseason. The ice is in at Little Caesars Arena. I will be first on the scene to report that. That was an incredible video they put out, by the way. They, oh, that's all, dude. Those ice crew guys are so awesome, man. Oh my They're, gosh, it was so. I didn't. I never knew how that was even done to oh, begin with. Awesome. Rabs, you're, you're a huge yes. hockey guy, so I'm sure you oh, knew what yeah, the process dude, was. I was so fascinated by it, and I encourage everyone to go <laughs> check it out because it was soothing to me. I was oh, it's laying, great. I'm, I'm like laying in bed and I'm watching like this, like ASMR and paint the lines. And yeah, it was incredible. Go ahead. Yeah. So the ice is in um, preseason will start at the end of September for the Red Wings. Um, but th- the only real news that I wanted to get to, I think, and I'm trying to retrace my steps if we missed anything, um, but Phillips Adina mm-hmm. finally inks his new deal. Um, coming off of his uh restricted free agency three years with the average annual value of 1.875 mil something around there but just less than two um i really don't have a ton to to talk about with it i know phillips adina is one of those polarizing players in the eyes of detroit red wings fans i think there's the one camp that that really sees his upside and it just thinks that hey you know new new coaching regime Maybe you can tap into him a bit and and get that perennial goal scorer that you drafted him to be. And I, there's that other side of the camp 
to where it's just like this guy's hot dog water, get him out of here. But I will say as someone who is more in the camp of just not being impressed at all with his game and the little that he's produced for this team, a three-year deal for less than $2 million. I, I, it, I don't know how you can look at that and be upset with it because in my eyes, it's like, well, if he doesn't perform well, over these next couple of years of his contract, of course, there's always the option that you can move him. And maybe there's a team out there that wants to take on a younger guy like Zadina. He's still only like 22 or 23 years old. So there there's always the option to move him with, with such a low, low price and low risk that a team would take on by taking his contract on. I, I there's always that out that you have, but also if he doesn't play well, then after three years, he's, he's out of here, you know, after he gets his little, a bridge deal, I guess you could call it. So he's, he's long gone. And while he's here, if he stinks, he's not costing you all that much money. So it is what it is in the best case scenario. If he really comes into, into his own over the next three years, then you're looking at a guy that you're paying less than $2 million a year to hopefully score 20 goals a year, which I think would be just fine for him. That's now probably solidified himself as a middle six player. And I'm just saying that based on the premise of all the talent that you've brought in up front and that you will continue to have coming up through the ranks that I could see just people lapping Phillips Adina. So, um, you know, I, I obviously he's, he's, his ceiling is, is high as a goal scorer and you haven't seen him get close to that. So you just have to hope that he finds his game and maybe a new voice in the locker room will help him out a bit and being surrounded by some better players can make up for what he lacks defensively and, with his all around game, but I'm just fine with it. I am excited about this team going into this season. I think a lot of people are, I think this is a team that similar to the Ottawa senators in their own division will, will surprise a lot of teams and a lot of people. And I don't think that they will be in the playoffs this year, but they will definitely be knocking on the doorstep. And I think they're still a year away. Hopefully you get Robbie Fabry back at some point during the year and you roll the balls out. You definitely have some contracts to take care of with Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, at some point this season, uh, I, I guess, you know, we have to wait and see where the wings are at come close to the trade deadline because Bertuzzi's a guy that could probably get moved. If, if the number, if they can't come to terms on a number, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I would like to see them keep Tyler Bertuzzi, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So Phillips Zadine is back, whether you like it or not, that's all I have for wings. We'll talk about them more when we get to the, get into the, the depths of, of fall here at the end of September. So without further ado, we have gone four weeks now, four episodes of Hard Knocks without talking about Hard Knocks or the Lions or this team. Um, the preseason is over with, um, and now we are looking forward to September 11th, which is when the Lions open their season at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Trent and myself will be at that game, coming nice. off the heels of the Michigan State-Akron game and then Saturday, so... What a weekend we have ahead, but Trent, as our resident one pride uh, aficionado, I will let you open up the the book today on the Lions if you want to start with Hard Knocks, which I think we should probably talk about a little bit. Yeah. I've, I've loved it. It's been great. Yeah, Hard Knocks, it's, it's been like a really unique thing. I was just talking about it today with my brothers. It's like, it's funny because it's made the offseason, the end of the offseason go really fast because it's like you're just waiting for a Hard Knocks, whereas like normally you don't have that luxury. It's like, you, you can watch it if you want, of course, but it's not your team. So you really don't have that much interest. Like, oh, is Luke Wilson going to make the Raiders roster? I don't know. Like, you know, it's not that. It's more you're actually seeing your team 
and and like everything come together and god i love dan campbell that's not news to anyone so i don't <laughs> want to like i don't want to expand on that man but uh i will say this like maybe you could argue the biggest story from the lions offseason has been malcolm rodriguez and like how much yeah. How much of a role that guy is actually going to play on this team. And you got Kelvin Shepard. By the way, I fucking love this Detroit Lions coaching staff. It All is, of them. It, it's amazing. I mean, I'm not just talking like the Deuce Staley, Aaron Glenn stuff. I'm talking like everything. All I do is think about you guys. <laughs> it's, <amazing. laughs> it's incredible. And like, I'm not seriously from the top, like even the non-players like Ben Johnson, he seems like such an intellectual, smart, good guy who's, like, not going to be, like, nose in the air like Matt Patricia was, all that shit. Like, it just really feels like the culture shift is happening. So, anyways, you've got the Malcolm Rodriguez situation. You've seen the quarterback situation unfold. Obviously, I have never been a, a, a Tim Boyle guy, and David Blau has had his chances. So, both those guys get cut. You bring in Nate Sudfeld. Look, to the people who are, like, upset about this and, like, why they wait so long to do this, if you lose Jared Goff, your season's over anyways. And uh, that's not to say that Jared Goff's like that type of quarterback. It's just I think with any team, most teams in the league, unless exactly. you're like a team like, you know, Carolina or Pittsburgh, who you at least have some formidable backups that you're at least trying to groom to get to, you know, to be the number one. Yes. Everyone's season's over. And someone's got to hold the clipboard and go through the motions. So you just have to have a backup. And could Blau and Boyle do that? Sure. But those guys were laughably bad all preseason. And that's why the Lions were only lucky enough to win one out of two. Big whoop. Uh, I, I, I don't really care. But I'm just saying, like, Nate Sudfeld now, because because the fact of the matter is we live in a world where it's like Jared Goff might test positive for COVID have to miss a week. And it's like, can Nate Sudfeld come in and hand the ball off to DeAndre Swift, who wants to rush for a thousand and, and, and rack up a thousand receiving yards as well? By the way, don't put it past him. But that that would just I, I, I'm just I feel more comfortable with a guy with a name that I actually know than. Purdue's quarterback from five years ago. I'm just, I, that's all I'm going to say. Now, moving on from that, I think the running back situation is awesome. I love Swift. I love uh, Jamal Williams, of course, who doesn't. But then, like, people, and this is where I always talk about, and Collins and I always talk about how you had to watch at the end of last year to really remember some of this stuff. Craig Reynolds is awesome. I mean, yeah. he runs hard. I mean, like, Full he's sorry, too. People are upset about Jamar Jefferson getting cut. Craig Reynolds is like, way more worthy of that third spot in my opinion and it looks like he's actually going to get like four or five carries a game which is sweet uh jeff okuda has officially beaten out will harris for that second cornerback spot i know people are amazing so impressive whatever made a couple good plays against the steelers i'm just excited to see what he can do uh and if he doesn't have a good year he's a bust let's just call a spade a spade but he was a bob quinn pick so we'll see we'll just see we gotta wait on him uh and and two more quick things I think that Charles Harris and Aiden Hutchinson, like you can laugh at me. I think that's a legit, I think that's going to be a real pass rushing duo. Those guys love each other. They're like, you know, hyping each other up every play. It's like, it's great. And Charles Harris is a guy who was picked, I think 17th overall, like four or five years ago by the dolphins just never really panned out came last year and like led your Detroit lions and sacks. So I'm just, that's something to watch there. And lastly, you know, I know people are upset about Jameis Williams starting the season on the on the NFI list, the non-football injury, whatever. So he has to at least miss a month. The earliest he could come back is against the Patriots, week six, I think. Week five, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I, I, it's whatever. It's against the Patriots in October. 
Jerry Jacobs also on that list. He'll be back. I'm just, I am fired up, man. Those are like the main, the main things. Jared Davis obviously gets cut. That was people for some reason that was getting a lot of traction on Twitter. I don't know He's why. He's on the practice squad. It looks yeah. like. And look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and beat the table for the guy. I think he had a good rookie year under Caldwell. And then Patricia kind of came in here and, you know, messed a lot of stuff up, including him, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. I love to hear your guys' thoughts. Hard knocks has been awesome because it's really given you an inside look at some of this stuff like Malcolm Rodriguez and the quarterback situation. That was horrendous. And, you know, do Staley really pushing DeAndre Swift, things like that. Like we get to see that kind of stuff and it's a luxury. I yeah, guess I'll take the calls. Oh, go um, ahead, Collins. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've been watching Hard Knocks since I was probably like eight years old. <laughs> Seriously, it's like one of my favorite things in the world. And to be honest, boys, I haven't watched the last two episodes, but wow, I've been busy. I've been really busy. Recently. So full disclosure, I missed episode three. I was house sitting, and they don't have HBO, so I, I, yeah. I will go back and watch at some point. But I've seen uh, one, two, and four. But what's it called? The thing that sucks now about Hard Knocks, and it, it's been a good season. It's just. I think co- coaches and organizations have caught on how not to make themselves look like bad and stuff like that. And it's just not the same as it used to be. and doesn't have that juice because you see more of these things. Back in the day, this used to be like the only behind the scenes documentary yeah. style for yeah, sport. True. And now there's so many of them. It's a little different, but um, it's been great. I, I mean, you just, it's exactly what you expected. They just have a bunch of crazy guys as coach, which I like. They're just players, coaches, they love them and stuff like that. I, I'm all into that, but um, they are they are doing what Hard Knots does every single year to everyone. They're going to be a little bit overhyped coming into the week one, and then I think they're going to get a little reality check. So yeah, I mean that's my thing too, Collins. Like I don't want people to lose sight of what this season's actually going to look like. Like yes. they're, they're only going to win like eight or six nine or games. Seven games. I. I <laughs> Let's go six Collins, Listen, I don't know. I don't know. It's an easy schedule. We'll get into all that next week, but I guess I, my, my point remains the same and I'm with you, whether how many games they win, whatever, like we can't lose sight of the fact that this is still only the second year of this regime. And it's like, it's a process. These guys were given seven year deals. So you just have to stay patient throughout this whole thing. I guess that's what I'm saying. Go ahead. Rabs. I, yeah, I, I have no other. I mean, I, I'll take I, it away. Yeah. I have much to say per usual. I think hard knocks has been awesome. Um, Collins like yourself. I watch it every year. I love, I love Gruden's year. Like I, it's, it's just, it's such knock a on nice, wood if you're with me. Oh, I do it all the time. Me and my buddies do it all the time. Still the knock on wood, but it's such a great lead into the fall and the football season. And there's just something about, I mean, it, stating the obvious, but when your team is involved and you get to see the personalities of these guys and behind the scenes and whatnot, it's just, it's, that little bit of it just makes it a little bit extra special to to see that. So it's been a pleasure to watch them. Um, I will say, in kind of to Collins's point, I think the things that have surprised me about this hard knocks is I feel like in years past they've highlighted individual players more. Like I just thought they would have done a bit more on Jared Goff or done a bit more on TJ Hawkinson. And you know, I let's call a spade a spade, as Trent likes to say, they don't really have a lot of guys on this team that are like perennial NFL all-stars. Yeah, so the, the the Lions got this bid for Hard Knocks because of Dan Campbell. That's just how it is. Like, yeah, which is which is fine. So it's just been interesting that like 
the most that you've seen of one individual player has been like Aiden Hutchinson and his sisters. Like that's pretty much been it. You know, you haven't really seen the, like the, like Jared Goff uh, expose and things of that nature. So, and and it's funny to me too, how legitimately the biggest storyline on this team, this entire hard knocks has been, who's going to be QB two. And when the last episode came out, um, I think that so the, episode four came out the day that they made cuts and Tim Boyle was cut and you kind of got a feel for that in the in the episode of, you know, Dan Blau or David Blau outplayed Tim Boyle and you kind of the writing was on the wall if you didn't already know that, that Tim Boyle was getting cut. Then to come find out the next come to find out the next day that David Blau was also cut, too. So I'm not sure how well that'll plan out or pan out in episode five in the season finale, but nonetheless. I mean, it's just funny how, like, that was the biggest storyline. Other than that, I mean, I think that Hard Knocks has done a great job, and I guess it's more so credit to the team, as we've been saying. I mean, this coaching staff, the years of playing experience, the years of coaching experience, the personalities, it's been a pleasure to watch. And this team tangibly looks like they have an identity, they have a direction. Back to uh, what's the running back's name you were talking about? Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds. Like, back to that when they were – sitting in the war room talking about their their running back depth chart and they were like what do you guys think about Reynolds and someone said like he's everything that we're you know he embodies everything that we're all about here and everyone's like 100% like that's the guy we're taking so you say at least nuts dude he's oh he's nuts. great him when he lost his did he's you crazy, see when he lost his voice I don't know if you saw that episode. I didn't. That's the one I missed. I got to go. Oh, dude, it's great. He loses his voice. And during when I think it's when they're scrimmaging the Colts, like in practice, but it's awesome. But just the intensity they bring, the whole grit mindset. I just love it. And I think that it makes this made the Lions a really, really likable team, which is really all I care about in the national scope. Like everyone knows the story of the Lions. They know what Lions fandom's about. But I think that people can look at the Lions now and at least, okay, like this head coach is cool. They're on the same page. Like this is a team that I can that I can get behind versus you know maybe other teams in the past, like when, like the Browns season. Like I never cared for Hugh Jackson. The Raiders season, like it was kind of hard to fall in love with that team. But the Lions is like they're the lovable losers. But at the same time, it's like okay, they're starting to build something here. So it's been it's been a fun watch. I've fallen deeper and deeper in love with Dan Campbell, and I just want nothing more than if if you know if there's gonna be a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I, it has to be with this guy. Like, I, I don't, I don't know about that, but it just, it's, and I, it's a very tongue in cheek comment that I just made, but there is that element of like, if this guy can't get it done, granted, he hasn't proven he's the best X's and O's game management guy of all time, but from a sheer like leader of men standpoint, if him and this coaching staff can't put this team, you know, get to this team to the playoffs in his regime, I mean, God help us all because we might not ever see one is, is more so the point. But as far as the roster is concerned, and I guess that's where I'll I'll end things for me with the Lions before we get into season predictions and whatnot next week. I you didn't get to see a lot of like DJ Shark, Shark, whatever. I need to figure out how that pronounced. Like you didn't get to see a lot Shark. of him or the or the Josh Reynolds. I know, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown got some shine. Um, you didn't get to see a lot of Hawk. So I am just – I'm excited to watch the offense. You you can't ask for much better of an offensive line, and I don't think that they all – That's the key. That's that the that key group right of five did not play, really, I don't think a single snap altogether last year. So a healthy offensive line, 
everyone's been ranting and raving about Jared Goff and camp. I have decided I would make the declaration that I'm going to officially give him a chance this year. And I'm not going to take every throw he makes and just rag on him and do the off state. You know, I'm, I'm not playing that game. I'm rooting for him to, to do well, well. I think a big think part of that, a big part Stafford of that thing. is Stafford won. So now we can, we can yes. let that go. So that's now. it. And I, I will say this, you guys are going to laugh at me, but you guys know that I have that Stafford Jersey from China, from DH gate. That's like, yeah, kind of off colors better than their actual jersey. I do think it's better, but I did go on eBay the other day and I bought a Matthew Stafford like actual jersey that you would buy of like DeAndre Swift. Now I bought one for like forty five bucks on eBay. So at a boy. So now I have a legit Stafford jersey, little tight in the midsection. I got a large, so I got to you know we got a couple weeks here to to get down to fighting weight, so I can squeeze into that a bit better. But nonetheless. <laughs> I'm giving Jared Goff a chance. I love the running back tandem they have between Williams and Swift. I really do. And as far as the receivers are concerned, I mean, between Josh Reynolds and Shark and, and Amon Ross St. Brown, Quintess, like, I, I'm just confident in, in the room. It's not the flashiest wide receiver room ever. And when Jamison Williams gets healthy, it's just another layer of excitement to this team. My concern, and I got to say this too, before I get into the rest of the defense, Aiden Hutchinson has blown me away. It just, just, and granted, you you can't put a lot of stock in preseason. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've watched every snap of Aiden Hutchinson in preseason, but just like the clips they show of him and in the little bit that you do watch of him, it's just his motor. Like every single play, it seems like he's causing problems for the defense, which is just huge for a guy that is a is a rookie. Play playing, you know, taking that big step of playing against real offensive linemen in the NFL. I was just blown away. I think the front seven is going to be fine. The linebackers, I'm not so like, I'm not jumping, jumping over the moon about the linebackers. My biggest concern is just the secondary. And when you have to read things out of camp of like Jeff Okuda's beating Will Harris out for the number one cornerback spot, it's like, that's where the bar was set. Because Will Harris, I was watching Will Harris in the Pittsburgh game. He like just he gets beat all the time. Yeah, I he don't even think not I, you guys know. You guys know how I feel about him. He is not an NFL player he is in my eyes. Not but hey, good. listen, listen. That was, to, to to be fair, that was for the number two spot. Number one is Amani Orawarie, who is incredibly underrated. Who people seem to think like. He's yeah. all right. Chase Lucas is well. Like yeah, but he's too, just he's just way. underrated. Yeah, you you bring in Chase Lucas. Rabs, I know you'll probably get up there, but uh, Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football gave a ton of love to Ali McNeil. He called him Alem McNeil, which pissed me off. But mm-hmm. Ali McNeil, Alem. I think, is like poised for a big year. I don't know. He's a big boy up the middle. Like he's yeah. he's like six two and three hundred thirty pounds. Like people don't understand how big that is. So it's just the secondary for me. And and I I've loved watching Aaron Glenn and just seeing how his mind works and how he coaches the defense. And I really do. There was a point last season where and I ragged him a defensive lot because I didn't have a lot of players but they kind of they stepped into their own a little bit and that it's always been Ben don't break which is fine but you know there was that they looked competent in several games last year and that's all you can ask for this year I I think that that's going to be the big and it's just stating the obvious because it feels like it's always the secondary but I am just you know I'm I'm got to be aware of it cuz i think that it could it could be problematic when you're playing some good teams and i could just see yeah. it now and and granted you're watching a lot of you know i don't know who number 19 is or whatever that i just oh, thought was yeah. fucking awful it's just like just certain guys that you're like god if these guys are playing big minutes for this team they're going to be in trouble so um 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I look, I'm excited and we can do the season prediction next next week. But I have gone from from really being pessimistic about this team and telling myself I'm not going to get worked up to the Kool-Aid has been drank and I am I'm here for it. I'm ready to go. And I think that they're going to be a good team. They're going to be fun to watch. Good is a relative term, of course, um, but whatever. We'll roll the balls out and see what happens. That's what I have for Lions. Before we move on and end the show, I, I want to hold uh, just for fun. Collins and I had a, I don't know. What do you even call that? At the same time we talked, we spoke at the same time and I said eight or nine wins. He said six or seven raps. Yeah. I wanted, I just want, I want two numbers from you. And then, and then next week we'll get into that. Like the, you know, we'll break it all down. But, I'll split the difference. I'm going to say seven or eight. Okay. <laughs> right. What did he say? Six or seven Collins? Yes. Yes. I think seven or eight's reasonable. Look, the schedule is easy, man. It, it is. It, it just, it's going to come yeah, down. I mean, to... there's the old ism of like, there's no easy schedule in the NFL, but literally, I mean, you play both New York teams, you get the Jaguars at home, you get the Seahawks, the dolphins, a lot of these teams, like the bears twice. I think the bears are going to be horrendous by the way, but that's just me. Yeah. It's just, it, it's going to be one of those years of, this is this is where I would be. There's two sides of this coin because I think the Lions are competent enough to hang in pretty much all these games. There's some games where they're going to have, you know, no business, just talent wise stacking up. But I look at this. The Bills. Lions, yes. Like the Bills, for example. I don't No one expects you to win that game. But I think that your roster offensively, for sure, defensively to an extent, is good enough to go on the field and play with pretty much any team in this league, almost any team in this league. So that's where I look at Dan Campbell, and, and I really am curious to see, if okay, has the message gotten through? Because a lot of these games, to me, are just going to be like the little extra efforts. It's going to come down to coaching. How bad do you want it? To, to beat teams like the Vikings and the Dolphins and the in the command, like all these teams for, for the most part. You know, it's like I don't think that – like, why are you scared to play Washington? Why would you be scared to play the Vikings? Why would you even be scared to play the Packers? Like, those are teams to me that if you can just do the little things properly, you can you can win those games, you know? So it's yeah. like, on one hand, I think Dan Campbell can prove a lot to me and a lot of other people of just like, hey, we grinded a win out. You know, that's what we get for preparing the way we do and, and delivering the message of grit and all these things. And that's what you get. Or... You can go out there and be same old Lions and show your ass and lose a game to the Bears by three because you fumbled late in the game or and just, I could, you know, so but I'm optimistic that those that like the Dan Campbell thing in the in the hard knocks of, of dusting off the pants, as I think you must have missed that episode trying of you know, getting this last bit of losing out of the room. I feel like it's out of the room. I really do. Like, I don't think they're going to be making those bonehead you know penalties and stupid mistakes and all these things so i think that the bar has been raised there's more accountability i think that the talent is better it's not where it needs to be but it's getting better and so yeah i would say seven or eight wins is should be doable if, if they what's the total at six and a half six and a half yeah if they if they went under that i would i would be disappointed i think that seven wins is a great bar for this team i think it's a it maybe it looks, looks like a big step cuz they won three games last year but i think it's a feasible step i think it's a necessary step and if we want to play the game of oh they should be tanking for a quarterback i'm sorry i like this this team cannot afford, like in the nfl to me 
you shouldn't be having two catastrophically bad years in a row. Like you, you, this team has no business going out there and winning two to four games this year. I would be extremely disappointed if that was the case. And I think Jared Goff is a man on a mission. I think he knows the writings on the wall. If he even better show you something this year, or this team's moving on, they're probably moving on regardless, but he's playing for a new contract and everything out of camp from, you know, Mark Brunel and Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell it sounds like he's been. It sounds like he's been doing a, a a pretty fantastic job, and I would just like to see him build off of it. And you know, you know what you're getting with Jared Goff, but he's at least throwing the ball downfield a bit more. Hopefully, Ben Johnson can help him open things up a bit, and we roll from there. But I got I got juice. I really Good deal. do. Good deal. I just I just wanted a number from you so that next week we can seven uh, or eight. And so I'll, I, I'll reread the schedule and I'll probably talk myself into ten. Okay. All right. But I'm in, Trent, and I think that's the most important thing for you, especially because you're always positive on the Lions, is this is not a team that if they if they come out of week two, oh and two, I'm not throwing the towel in. I, it's gonna this is a team that it's gonna legitimately take me. I'm gonna have to see them being eliminated from playoff contention statistically for me to give up. That's okay. what it is. And that's how it felt every year with Stafford, I guess. And that's and, and yeah, this is a whole different tangent. But that, that <laughs> yeah, back to I'll, Stafford. That is yes. no that that's just how I felt in those years. I felt like every game you had a chance to win because you had that quarterback. Yeah. Now last year was you know a little bit satirical. We had fun last year, us three did on this podcast. But like this year, yes, I do think like we gotta lock in because this team is gonna be like at least watchable and like th- there's gonna be stuff to break down every week. That's all I'm saying. So yes, I'm locked in. We can put a bow on that. All right, Collins, anything to add? Um, when I think about this Lions team and we were talking about like goals and stuff, it honestly is a very win-win scenario. If they're pretty good this year, like, oh, that's fun. Whatever. If they stink, I'm like, cool. We can get a quarterback next year. Yeah. That's true. true. I think it's a very, and unless like Hutchinson, like got knocked on wood, like gets hurt or something like, or Williams has a setback. I think this year it's very hard for this year to be a negative. I agree with it's that. It's a building year. I agree so with that. Because... Whatever they do, like, you know what I mean? I, that, yes, that's completely. how I feel about this season. And, I, I, and they're watchable, too. It's a good combination. So they got a lot of young pieces. I don't think they have the quarterback of the future, but, like, they got a really good offensive line. They got a really talented running back. They got a talented guy. Like, once William, it, Williams, what, probably come back, what, week 10? I don't know. He's out. So there's, no, least... there's no reason to rush him. He's coming back yeah. from a bad injury. Like, I don't know. I understand that. But I, like ACLs usually take what? Like nine months. Yeah. And he got hurt in January. So yes, Collins, like week eight, nine or 10, somewhere in there. Yeah. The, I, I mean, I bet they don't play him until probably like they'll be as cautious as possible with him. So, um, but still, you know what I'm saying? Like there, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch some of these young guys. Uh, and, and what Rav said, I mean, Hutchinson looks like that guy. Hope he's able to translate it into like regular season games. But I don't, I, I'm not going to add to it. I think this Lions team has an opportunity to make the playoffs. I just don't. But I, I, I won't be like the boner guy this year. It's like, shut up. If like, I, I'm not going to tell people that's not like the classic Lions teams. Oh, they could win out and make the playoffs. I'm not going to do that this year because. They I have will. pieces. They do have like pieces. Like their offensive line is objectively probably a top five in the like the league. Yep. 
And if they actually have a competent quarterback, like their offense to be pretty solid. And I, it's just the defense. I think just going to suck. So I don't know. It's very well. Hey, your your take about like the it's a win win scenario. Like I think I, it is. I think it'll be I a think fun that's, season. I think that is a great take. Great take by Collins. Thank you, Ryan Collins. You're welcome. Did, before we leave, are we are we doing a trifecta today? Or are we tabling? I have three questions, but we, we should do a trifecta. We haven't done one in a while. We should. Before that, Collins, did you see the end of that Pittsburgh game? Oh, yeah, I certainly did. Was that a catch? I think that was a catch. No, it wasn't. No. What happened? Backyard brawl. Well, first of all, West Virginia, the wide receiver who probably is a first-round pick after I watched this game tonight, drops maybe the easiest pass of all time. Pitt takes it in for a pitch six. But basically on a fourth and 16 with like 15 seconds left, like West Bob kind of throws like a little like inside seam to like the one yard line. And it looked like he was caught, but it was like it hit the ground like simultaneously. It was a really close call. By yeah, the way, Penn State sucks. I know I they're winning right this. now. They're terrible. This could well, you're you're in the money, aren't you? Is that what you just said? You're still in the uh, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West I had West Bob plus seven and a half. Um No, I I'm saying with uh uh PSU. Yeah, I have the minus, Don't you have three, minus and three and a half. But I'm just saying they okay. I Clifford looks awful. Yeah. Oh well. Okay, sorry. I feel like he's been there for a decade. Okay, let's do a trifecta and then should we throw in a best bet of the week? We talked about doing this. We'd so I we need to buff this out a bit. We did miss week zero of college football, but whatever. I think I know we always do the picks for the Lions, and I think as far as Maybe we just stick to that as far as the NFL is concerned, but since we all love college football and we're all over 21 and we responsibly gamble, 1-800-GAMBLER. Is that the line? What is the line if you have a problem? I don't know. Fuck, uh, whatever. Just... <laughs> if you have a problem. 1-800-2-Odd uh, just went away. I had it up on my deal. I think it's like just 1-800-GAMBLER, isn't it? Uh, sure. If you have a problem, bet responsibly. Should we, should we give our best bet? Our, our human lock. Yeah, hold on. Let's let's I'll, just. I'll do this. What's it called? For anyone who waits up tomorrow, try and get this in. Old Miss under eight wins. Old Miss under eight wins. Yep. Jets and really? Dart comes in from USC. I think he could be a nice piece, but in the SEC West with teams like A and M, Bama, Mississippi State's to be pretty good this year. There's a bunch of teams in SEC West. I think are a lot better than Old Miss, and someone's got to lose eight wins. No way. Okay, that's Ryan. Is that your best bet? Is that your human lock? That's my best bet this week, but I want I want people to get the future in because I'm not going to have time to do a future other than this week. Okay, all right. So that's your human lock for the week. Can you give – how about this? Should we give a future and then we can give a – you need to give, give like a, a game. game. Give me a game. Uh, Florida money line. They're going to beat Utah. Really? That's a nice pick. That's probably some good money that will return I, you. I, I bet that most – Off the play in the swamp. Money. I bet most of the public money is on Florida, but I I just can't imagine and like and I know Utah's been a really nice program the last couple of years. They're going to the swamp week one, seven thirty kick. That place is gonna be up for grabs. Up for grabs. There's no way Utah wins that football game. Look at Purdue here, Collins. I'm watching Penn State stat. We're good. I don't know about that, Collins. You're a little bit behind. 
Um, okay. Thanks, <laughs> sorry. <Rob. laughs> sorry. You're a little bit behind. <laughs> XX Trent just took it to the house on him. Oh my um, god. Trent, do you have a do you have a Trent? Give us a future and give us your more your human, your human mortal lock of the week. Okay. Well, I gotta give we'll my, keep my track of it too. My app is like crashing. So okay, okay. I'll give you my human mortal lock of the week. Illinois is beating Indiana tomorrow. I, I know it's a tight game. I like that pick. I, I think I like Illinois that. Illinois money line is only like plus 100. So this is not a hot take. I just don't, I don't like Indiana. I'm fading the Hoosiers this year in football. Okay, um, so Trent has a line eye money line. Collins, yours was what? You got Gators money line? Yep. And your future is under to win total for Ole Miss? Yep. Okay, Trent, do you have a, do you have a future for us? Uh, I do. Uh, and it is God, what is wrong with this app? I'm it's, it's the Take your time. it's the Barstool Sportsbook. Be better. It's been like I'm down just, all day. I'm gonna call them out, dude. Okay, my 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 future is Georgia plus four fifty to repeat. I think everyone, I think every single analyst is like fading the Bulldogs. I don't know. They they're bringing back a whole lot, and I still uh, I I love Stetson Bennett. I'm a Stetson Bennett guy. I'm a Kirby oh, Smart God. guy. I th- I think Kirby Smart needs a haircut. That's just neither here nor there. But I love like I love Kirby Smart. So I'm I'll I'll He's take Georgia. Guy. I'll take Georgia plus four fifty. How about them beating up on Alabama two years in a row? That'd be fucking awesome, dude. So I'll take that as my future. Okay, cool. I will give you my future. I hate to be a homer on it, but I believe strongly in it. I'm going to take the Michigan State Spartans over win total seven and a half games. I get the schedule is quote-unquote hard, but I will tell you that I think the only loss this team suffers this year is to Ohio State, who will be in the playoff again this year. I think 7.5 is a comically low number. I think the 8 is easy. Now getting to 10 would be just you know icing on the cake, but I'm going to take the over 7. I do have a – I did sprinkle a future for them to win the Big Ten this year as well, but I would say for the sake of this podcast – when we look back on this at the end of the football season, Michigan State win total over seven and a half. My human mortal lock, I need to get the exact. I'm going to pull up. I'm going through the Barstool Sportsbook. No free ads, but that's what Trent just gave me. So now I'm on it. Yeah, I'm and it's not working thing. very well tonight for me. Well, I'm sure a million people are on it. And I'll tell you the thing. I, I have like five or six different apps, which I know is asinine to have. But I'll tell you the best thing about this is you can kind of move around and dink and dunk and you catch lines. Other other books are sleeping. Other books are sleeping. So let me let me pull this up here. I got to I'm going to this could take me a second. First of all, what do you guys think? I'm going to I want to throw this out there while I look for my pick. We have Michigan State is minus 21 and a half against Western. The over I, don't, I will never take a Michigan State first game. I they're so all over the board with these games. There's no consistency. I agree. I was not gonna. Are you? Are you would you be taking Western or would you take the over, the under? Or what are you thinking? I think if you're gonna take anything, I sneaky would take the under. But I, mm. I honestly, I would not touch this game. Michigan State is a weird bet. Week one, I think you wait until that Washington game. I think you finally get good value once you get to the Washington game. I don't disagree, Collins. I like your thinking. Okay, I have found uh, Trent. Any thoughts on that game before I do my human lock on Western? On Western and Michigan State, yes. Yeah, Mich- Michigan State covers that line. Yes, I don't even Ooh. care what it is. I don't even care what it is. <laughs> Western's an asinine football program right now. They gotta they gotta make some changes. Yes. All I, right. Michigan State okay. covers the line. My human mortal lock of the week, week one, college football. 
And perhaps we do something similar. We do the picks for the Lions always. Perhaps we do something similar for the NFL. My human mortal lock, Saturday, September 3rd, 3.30 p.m., I am taking the Arkansas Razorbacks minus six against Cincinnati at home. Look, I know they had a Cinderella year last year. I get it. Good for them for making the playoffs. They lose their quarterback. They lose Sauce Gardner. I think they lose a couple more guys that were big pieces of that team. Yes, I understand that Luke Fickle is a pretty good head coach, but I think Arkansas has turned a corner with their program. They're playing at home. The fans are going to be rabid. Coming into the season ranked 19th, I don't know what the ceiling is for this team, but they are an SEC team playing against a team that is very much not an SEC team. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I just think, look, I mean, Arkansas can win that game by a touchdown. I I think that they could – they honestly have – and good for Cincinnati for stepping up and playing a real game week one, but I think that game could get out of hand. I just think that look, you're gonna you're gonna let me have the touchdown to take home the money, and I'll I'll take it. So look, you can't Arkansas you can't minus replace, six. You cannot replace the sauce. Cincinnati's gonna figure that out pretty quick. No, you can't replace the sauce, and you can't replace Desmond Ritter. I don't know who the backup is or who's <laughs> taking over there in Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter but... tore up the Lions, by the way, in the preseason. Yes, he did. But Arkansas Razorbacks, Woo Pig Suey minus six. That's my AJ mortal, Jefferson, my mortal, alive, baby. Mortal human lock. All in match Jefferson, baby. I have one uh one quick thing to say. Brock says yeah. 60 minutes of hell because the Arkansas basketball thing is 40 Roland minutes Richardson, of hell. But baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 minutes of hell. But for football purposes, we gotta bump it up to 60. 60 awesome. minutes of hell raps. I think they win by double digits. Thank no you. Dude, Arkansas's also, old school Torless Williamson era jerseys are some of the sickest jerseys. Oh I have to look that up. Please, please send my belated birthday wishes to both Brock and Miles. I missed both. That's okay. They still Apologies. love you and they think you're hilarious. Thank you. All right. Uh, human locks are done. Let's do the trifecta and let's go to sleep. Okay. We can make this really quick. Uh, question one. Have you been watching the U.S. Open, Collins? I know you're a big tennis oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Rabs, have you gotten into it at all? No, no. And one of my best friends in this world is a tremendous tennis player, two-time state champion in high school. Thanks for coming. Um I have tried to play the sport. I enjoy it. Good cardio. I really can't hit the ball with my forehand, which sucks. Um, But I do sometimes like to watch it. I did watch Serena. uh, I would say I watched the third set of Serena's match the other day. I will watch her when she – when does she play again? Tomorrow. Tomorrow night at the same time at State. They bumped bumped Michigan State off of ESPN to put them on ESPN too, so Serena's on ESPN. Which, really? the, which is that is the right move that is, that is the absolutely right the right move because that's everyone it, yeah. that's gonna get what that's gonna blow michigan state western out of the water for race oh, shit, yeah yeah yeah, mean, yeah 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 have wow. to. Okay. okay question two yeah by the way i i have won i vamos rafi vamos rafi vamos brock okay. has a brock bought recently bought a rafael nadal hat and it's oh Tell Brock welcome to the club. I got one. Well, it's dude. It's just it's just fire. Like it's I'm like so, it's, guy. so clean. But uh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, question two: If you had the first pick in your fantasy football draft, who would you draft this year? Oh, everyone's okay. saying Jonathan Taylor. Fantasy. A lot of people are saying Jonathan Taylor. I just wouldn't do it. I don't know. Justin Jefferson. <sighs> no. Justin Jefferson. Who is that? If- Mike, oh, oh, the Vikings. Vikings. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, I was thinking of Justin Jackson, the North Carolina big man from like seven years ago. That's what I was. Shout that's out, where, dude, that's Sean where my brain is so bad at football. 
If I had the first overall pick, I have had the, I want to say, did I have the, what do I have? I don't know. I picked like fifth in my dynasty league that I started this year, which was a funny draft because I think it went quarterbacks one through five. I took Joe Burrow at either four or five. Uh, well, I had to. I, you need to draft for the long term. I needed a young quarterback. But I anyway, mean, that's oh, okay. beside guess, the point. Yeah, yeah, you got to draft for the future. You should take Herbert. What is Herbert he off was gone. He was gone. Come on, dude. Trust me. He was gone. I did take Justin Herbert. Was Lamar Herbert. off the board? Uh, maybe. I don't remember, but I digress. The first league that I did, which is the true like fantasy league, uh, it's a league that I rejoined after boycotting last year. Year. I had the fourth pick. It went Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler, who I want to draft. I am taking Christian McCaffrey. I don't want to be a running back that plays every single game for his team, and I get it. He hasn't played the majority gloves because he's that good. They know they don't let him come back early. There's no testing the injury. They shut him down all the time. He's 100% healthy. I think with Baker in that offense, who likes to run around a little bit, I can just see him dumping the ball off to CMC. If you're in a full PPR league, and granted, Jonathan Taylor had a great year last year. He stayed healthy pretty much the whole season. Kudos to him. I think he's a tremendous running back. I'd be fine with taking him at one, and definitely at two if he falls. But Christian McCaffrey, when he is on, he is on like nobody's business. And that is the first overall pick for me. You can talk to me. Injuries, I don't buy it. If he goes free, number one, if I had the choice, which I never do. So that's okay. it. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. There was literally, that was a shit show for the last five minutes. I'm sorry to tell you. I, I, I didn't really get anything Rab said. Christian oh. McCaffrey was the pick? Yes. Okay. I apologize. I'm sorry. In, I don't. My few words. Yes. Okay. Last question. And this is this, this is just an interesting one. Do you prefer like the early tailgates where it's warm out or do you like the cold, mm. like bitter, like this is early, the Midwest, that kind of tailgate? Well, early tailgate, the first tailgate of the year is, usually one or two every year, but there is nothing better. Like when Michigan state played Boise state until this day, I would probably say that's the best tailgate ever I've been to. And when, when was that like in the year? Le'Veon Bell's junior year, because it was perfect out. It was like a big game just, and when they used to play Notre Dame early in the year and the weather was still pretty nice back in the day, those were really good tailgates. But, like, when it's dry, the Michigan tailgate's always the best tailgate you're going to get when they're at home. Right. The Ohio State tailgate's always a great one. So, uh, the thing about it, they're different vibes. So, like, the yes, nice they weather. Are. That's, one, why, that's get, why I'm asking. Like, which one do you prefer? The nice the nice weather, you get a little bit more fair weather people in the mix. And the cold ones is more grinders. Like, fair weather, it's like, oh, get the high noons out. Let's play some flip cup and whatever. <laughs> And then you get deep in the season. It's like, give me the SoCo and the cider. Let's get it going. Like when it's like 10 degrees because you just can't feel your toes standing at, behind horde holder culture. I didn't say that right, but. <laughs> 
That's an all-time nemesis word for Collins. I can't say that word. Oh, so is Amon so Ross St. Brown. It's always Amon St. Brown. Tablet of Amon Ross St. Brown. That's funny, man. I Trent, to answer add? your question. Um, I will say I love the fall. Like the fall weather, the clothes, you get the jeans out, you, you roll up the cuff of the pan a little bit, you got the Nike blazers going, the flannels. I love it all. I love the cider mills. I love the leaves changing. It's especially beautiful on Michigan State's campus. There is nothing better than tailgating and you got the winter hat on and your nose is running for eight straight hours and you got your gloves on, your phone's frozen, you can't type anything, you get no service. And as Colin said, it's the fireball, it's the cider, it's the donuts, it's the chili. That to me is the oh, nothing better than a white chili on a cold day. Oh, it's oh. great, dude. And if you can, oh. that's the thing you got. And this my number one goal for this football season is to build report the cons tailgate because they do it right. They have the setup, they have the TV, they have the food, they have the music, they have the people. So if I did, I need to just establish some credibility and rapport there because I don't, I, I hate being the guy to walk up and like, hey. This is my buddy, whatever, and you're kind of just standing around hoping that your buddies like aren't every off week talking somewhere. Stop. You'll I will. Quit. I will. I want to build the rapport because at a certain point in my career, hopefully, you know, and you got to look. You're the I'm the low man on the totem pole. You got to work your way in, but that's the kind of tailgate that you're. It's like, oh, it's a 7 p.m. kickoff. We'll be there at noon. I it's 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 10 degrees out. We're there. We're drinking. We'll get you warmed up. That's what I need to be a part of. And I've always said with my one friend, Eric, who I have season tickets with. Championship Shekai. Yes. That's where we need to get to one day. Because, you know, for now, we're young. We're we're walking around. We're floating. We got different spots to hit. But I told him sooner or later, we're going to have to lock down and start the tradition. And that's all I've ever wanted out of this life. And so the Collins family's got it set up. And I, I can't wait until oh, October 8th, Ohio State, Michigan State undefeated, Ohio State undefeated. Uh, Ooh, night game, cold. You got the winter jacket on, but there's cold. no – It'll be nice out. That'll be it a nice be, tail. Dude. Could be cold. I like the cold. Rain? I could be. I like the cold, man. I like the cold, the, the fall weather. I need it. I'm excited. I can't very good so early part of Michigan today. State's home schedule this year, though. Very like that Minnesota game is a good game, too. So, yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, good season ticket year. Roll the boat. Oh, yeah. I had so great that Collins is legitimately like eight rows in front of me. That's phenomenal. What is Purdue doing? What is going on? I don't know. Stressful times over here. But, uh, is that it, Trent? That's all we got. That, that's all we got. Thanks for coming. Wonderful. So thank you everyone for your patience as we have, it has taken us several weeks to get a new episode up, but we are here. Um, that's all for today's episode of the Motown rundown for Trump Alley and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Hey, if you want to join the conversation, submit your questions, submit topics for the show, uh, join the discussion on Twitter at Motown underscore rundown. We are also on Facebook at the Motown rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are right now exclusively on Spotify. If you search up the Motown Rundown, we usually post episodes every week. I think once football season's here, we'll be getting them up every week. We should do that. We have to do that because now we're doing picks. So once a week, even if we're recorded for 15 minutes, we'll have it up. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. We love you very much. We'll see you next time.